Welcome to Tooth or Dare with Irene and Whitney, the first dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies deliver suction-dropping dental stuff and epic interviews with your favorite social media dental peeps. Then, because they are amazing, they close the show with a live and uncensored version of Tooth or Dare. Now let's put our overgloves together for Irene and Whitney. Well, hello. You're supposed to say hi. You know, it's what podcasters do, this thing called banter. We chat, we discuss, we say hello. I thought you were, like, saying hello to the audience first. Well, I am, but they've already had their intro. So this is... We're here. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. I'm Irene. Nice to meet you. And sadly, Whitney is not with us today. So I have a substitute, a replacement, an unpaid substitute. Aren't all substitutes unpaid? I feel like the quality of substitute. Yeah, the substitute teachers I have had when I was in school might as well have been (laughs) unpaid interns, uh, the level of which they, they were basically babysitters is what they Yeah, but they're coming in as an underdog. (laughs) They don't know the curriculum. They don't know how far the last teacher got off so they come right. in and they show they have movies. a ged education maybe that's part of it as well it's about like <laughs> me we're very fortunate today to have joshua austin co-hosting the show with us so thanks so much for being here and we have a cool guest so he's going to be coming up soon and we'll do a little intro for him so thank you for electing i mean i i did bombard you no a you, bit, you asked thank me like you twice for being i here. would say I know that's not bombarding. Well, that's nice. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And you have your own podcast, which is called Working Interferences. It is. And how's that going? It's great. It's an advice show, um, but the typical sort. You give great advice. Yeah, we. The idea is that we give crappy advice, so that's kind of the deal. And we don't do like clinical advice. That's not really our bag. Like, what's the best bonding agent or what's the best sealant material? Like. There are far more qualified people for that than us. We uh, get the really weird esoteric relationship kind of questions in a dental office. Believe it or not, this episode actually has a question that probably should have been given to the Working Interferences podcast. Yeah? Oh, I can't wait. So we do a thing where we dedicate an episode to someone, and I did a little digging. I found someone that has given us both reviews on the Apple review me method oh nice yeah so i don't know who this person is i don't know if you do i looked them up on instagram and that handle didn't exist so this episode is dedicated to uh nerdo supremo no dental nerd supremo i don't know who that is either i don't either so if you're listening dental nerd supremo shouts to you and thank you for your cool review Dental Nerd Supremo. That's actually a great handle. I'm going to give my own personal little shout out to my my co-host, Lance Timmerman. I don't want him to feel jealous or insecure or anything like that about me going on to another show. I did ask his permission. He did say it was okay. (laughs) You've been on so many other shows. Yeah, but not like as a a guest, not co-hosting. I see. Okay, there's a difference. It's a little different. And shout-outs to Whitney, too. It's her birthday week this week. Happy birthday, Whit. Yeah. Shouts, Whitney. Anywho, so we're going to get into this episode. What do you know about Bloody Tooth Guy, our guest? I don't know what to call him. 
do I call him Dr. Tooth Guy or Dr. Bloody? Dr. BTG I would be my go-to. Yeah? Um, he's a man of mystery. He may not even be a man. It, may, it, could, be a, it could be a woman. It's no, not a woman. It's a man. Okay. I've seen his Instagram videos. You can see that it's, it's a dude. Although he has a filter, but you can see he's got facial hair, and I have some ideas and speculations. You of think who you he know is. who it is? I've concocted a list, a long list. Oh my god! See, this is why we do video, so I can see, and I make lists, and yeah, it's I made this list about all of the qualities that he has of what I know from Insta stalking him. So I look forward to reading off this list. I know that you are younger than me. And I'm too young to remember this. And you are also not American. But you're familiar with the, the institution or the controversy known as Watergate, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Of course I do. The, how Richard Nixon basically got uh, impeached. Yeah. Okay. So the whole reason like Watergate started was because of a source, an a anonymous informant to two writers at the Washington Post uh, who went by the name Deep Throat, uh, oh, which man. today in retrospect, tough, tough look for yeah. Deep Throat. I was wondering how Deep long Throat it would was. take for the tough look, and it's where it, like what four yeah. minutes came in four at about in. four minutes. Yeah. Um, so, but but over the years, there's been many, many, many speculative speculative articles about the identity of Deep Throat, and finally, after uh, the gentleman passed away not long ago. Um, it was revealed who, who it actually was. And so I kind of feel like that with, with Dr. BTG. Like it may actually be like after he passes away before we actually find out oh, who it is. On. And I'm okay with that. I like intrigue. I like. I don't think we should say that to him or to anyone. No, absolutely. Y'all I'm talking like 50 years BTG down the road. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, we should share all of this information. I think we've podcast bantered for yeah, enough. Let's, I think let's we get should. Him in. Let the listeners let's hear. Let's see if you know who's. Let's see if he knows who Deep Throat is. Oh man, you you kill me. All right, peeps. So it's that time. It's that time for us to introduce you to our guest. And uh, you've seen him on Instagram. He goes by at Bloody Tooth Guy, BTG. I think that's what we'll. I don't know. We're not quite sure. We'll discuss what we'll call you in a minute. But Josh and I are very happy to announce that we've got the official btg bloody tooth guy on the podcast so hello i'm wonderful how are you i'm concerned because i don't know what to call you do i call you dr bloody tooth guy do i call you dr guy like is there a first middle and last name or like what what do i call you i don't want to be disrespectful so I, I always think of my first name as bloody and and tooth guy as my last name but i'll i'll go with you could go BTG. A lot of people call me BTG. Believe me, that's probably the most commonly used term. That's, for that's what that's what Josh said. He, yeah. What did you, what did yeah, I like BTG. Yeah, BTG yeah. works for me. Seems pretty gangster. Yes. Yeah, it's very hardcore. So, I guess we. I don't like. We didn't know what we were coming into with this episode. Didn't know we would find out who you are or find out who you aren't. But I made a list. I made a list of things that I know about you from your Instagram. The long, the long list. And things that I don't know about you. And I don't know if we should be telling people who I can see your face right now. We pretend that you're a masculine. I can edit that out. 
But so what we do know about you is that you live in New York, right? You're an oral surgeon in New York. Yes. Yes. You can confirm or deny things, please. I encourage you. To. Uh, let's just say I'm an oral surgeon. I practice in the suburbs right outside New York City. Oh, narrowing it down. All right, cool. Um, you have a goatee. We could see that from your photos. Your, your I don't know if it's fully a goatee. I mean, it's more of like a scruffy, beardy kind of thing. Not, not like a, it's like a, it's like a seven o'clock shadow, I would yeah, there say. You there you go. Heavier than a five o'clock shadow. I mean, for me, it's a five-day growth is, for, is how long it would take me to get that. That's a guy thing. Oh, right? Come on, you have you look at you. You're it's fantastic. That's months, like a nine o'clock shadow. Months of, of growth to get to this point. Right. Josh has been sick shaved since puberty to get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're playing like that game of Guess Who when we were kids. Do you remember that game of Guess Who? Like great you wear game. glasses? Yeah, it's yeah. a great game. Um, so you've you've got two hands. Obviously, you're extracting teeth with both hands, not just with yes. one with two yet. Yeah, ten fingers. Okay. Um, you've got legs, really long legs, from what I see on your Instagram stories when you're on your airplanes, you're basically taking over the seat in front of you and to the right and to the left. It's, yeah, and it's a problem. It's a problem for me because my legs are, are long. They, they, my whole thing is, you know, I'm, I'm tall, but my legs are longer relative to the average leg to torso ratio. Is there a ratio though? I mean... I think there's probably like a standard ratio and then a couple of like standard deviations away from the norm. I'm like... I'm in the higher level of leg length relative to torso length. Okay. I think we can infer, Irene, that there was some basketball at some point in the past. That was going to be my next question because we could tell you're tall. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm not ridiculously tall, but I am. I'm tall. I, I played hoops a little bit when I was younger. I wasn't very good. I was more like the guy who would box the guy out down low, slap the ball out, you know, a little physical underneath. That was my game. If you use the word hoops in a sentence, that means you played basketball. Fair. Because That's for me, it would be like, yes, I played basketball when I was in high school. But for you, it's like, yeah, I rolled some hoops with these guys in the club. Like, that means you played basketball. You're in with the window. Okay. I'll take that. I'll go. Right? Yeah, I suppose you could say that. Um, so we know that. We know you're not bald. No. Which narrowed out a lot of people that I thought you could be. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I was at one point pretty sure that you were moonlighting as an oral surgeon, that you were um, an actor. I was going to hire a caricature artist to put all of these pieces of the list together okay. um, to create what I envisioned you to be. I would love to see that. Like, you should get it's one of those it's guys. Too late now. now it's too late. It's well, now you know. Missed opportunity. She, she told me that she thought you were Ed Harris, Hollywood actor Ed Harris. <laughs> pretending to be an oral surgeon. There, uh, there, there were a few people that I thought he was. So there, there were. I remember when we first spoke. Alan Rickman, um, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. I know you're not him because he's dead. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson, although he's not white, I was convinced that you could be him. Have you heard his voices? No. Oh, yes. I do know that he's, guy. He's the voiceover in like every single... Yeah. Movie that you can think of, including like Lord of the Rings movies. That's right up your alley, isn't it? Me? No, Josh. Oh God, no, no. We just run into Reddit questions a lot that have somehow Lord of the Rings involved in them, and I like to make fun of those people. Brad Garrett is who I thought you were, the brother from. Well, let, let me tell Brad. you something. I, I think the Ray Romano character is who I sound like. 
No, you sound like his brother. Nah, I don't know about that. I, I yeah. believe I believe that I sound like Ray Romano. And that and that's I'm, I was convinced it was Robert Barone, which is the brother. I, lo I loved that show growing up. And I gotta tell you, my mother is that lady. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. Like so I mean my... literally that lady. It's it's unbelievable. Still to this day, she it's, it's the same thing. But you're not Italian. I'm not but neither is he of origin. He's Jewish, and you're Jewish because I know because you wear a red bracelet. Unless you're a newborn baby trying to fight off the evil eye, you know what? No uh, other reason for the red bracelet. That's. I mean, you never know. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, Josh, I think I should quit dentistry. And become a PI profiling or what? Profiling. <laughs> so, so I thought for the longest time that 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 was you. You were you were. Robert Barone, mood lighting as an oral surgeon. I'm sure you're six foot eight and a half like he is. Not even close. No? No. no I no. wish. I don't know. I don't know that I'd want to be six eight. I think maybe like six three is good. I'm only like six one and change. That's My dad was six seven and it's not an easy life. Six, How do you I'll find you. the fit when you're that tall? Your dad was six seven? Yeah, he was a general dentist, restorative dentist, had huge hands. I don't know how he got into people's mouths to prep like a number 18 or whatever. How tall, yeah, how played, tall are you? I'm 6'2", six 6'2". Two, six oh, two okay. Yeah, he that's, played college ball. Oh, did he really? At a D1 school. Yeah, so he was he was big. Where? Big. Uh, Tennessee, University of Tennessee. Yeah. The balls, nicely done. Yeah, the balls. The balls. That's great. Huh. All right, so I, uh, Josh does this cool thing on his show that I encouraged him to do on our show. So tell him what you do. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it well. Are we talking about the Reddit thing? Yes. Okay. Are you, are you, obviously you're aware of a website called Reddit, yeah? Yes. So there's a dentistry subreddit. I don't know if you've ever spent any time on there. I have not. Good. It's a horrible wasteland of a place. Don't go. It's terrible. Um, it's mostly patients asking dentist questions and they ask, how would you categorize it, Irene? The most crazy, insane questions you could ever think of a lot of times. You would never say these questions aloud. You would never ask someone these questions aloud. And I, yeah, I think that's why it exists because you give post-op instructions and there are certain things like when you say, for instance, don't drink through a straw or anything that creates a sucking force in your mouth for two to four days to prevent a dry socket. Patient just nods their head and is quiet. And then apparently immediately they go to Reddit and ask for clarifications about other activities that that might involve. So that's like, I'd say 50% of the posts on the dental subreddit are about that. Really? But then we have all these other weird posts. And so I just searched the dental subreddit for bloody tooth guy. And I found two good uh, references to you. Starting with one yeah. year ago. Reddit user Brozetta Stone 7, that's right, Brozetta Stone, which is an amazing Reddit handle, asks, any good maxillofacial Instagram accounts? And an account called Tired DMD says, at Bloody Tooth Guy is great, and his snap stories literally walk you through his procedures. He is awesome. So there you go. You have citation on Reddit. That's amazing. That's nice. That's great. I appreciate that. Bro, Bro's at a stone. Bro's at a stone is one of my favorite handles of all time. So, so people want to know who you are. And in, in my like, little search of you, I realized that your Instagram account started in 2016, February to be precise. Yeah. So why, why be a secret? Or was it never really the intent to be a secret, but then it just became the thing? 
That's exactly the case. I mean, I, first of all, in 2000, it was 2015, yeah, four years. It was 2015 when we started Instagram as it exists now wasn't even what it was. It was just, you know, pictures, people posting pictures and it's like vertical. Terrible nobody, filters. Nobody understood it at all. And, and there was really a very, very little in terms of the dental space going on. And I saw, I came upon that Dr. Pimple Popper and she was amazing in my mind. I know that that's like, you know, much more broadly appreciated than bloody teeth. But I said to myself, hey, maybe people would be interested in seeing what I see every day. So if you look at my early, early posts, there literally are pictures just of bloody teeth. And then like anything else, it evolved. It turned into, you know, I started doing some, what I thought was artistic stuff. And then videos came aboard and then the story. And the anonymity just really was part of it. What It was nothing that I think maybe initially it was because I didn't even know if you could do that. I didn't even understand whether or not you can actually post pictures of people's bloody teeth, if it was HIPAA compliant and all of that. I mean, I really didn't know. So I was keeping it kind of low. And now, I mean, every physician, surgeon, doctor, as long as the patient, as long as you keep the patient information off of it, and as long as the patient signs consent to it, everyone's posting stuff. So it's a whole different world than it was then. How do you keep it a secret? I mean, you work with referrals and... It's a really bad secret. It's a, it, I mean, it's a secret. There, I, I got of. close to 50 people that just said, who are you, what is your name? I mean, right. either they're just not looking hard enough. They're not looking hard enough. I think it's amazing. Like I, you're, you're the OG at this. I mean, you were, you were first in and there's been so many copiers. And the interesting thing to me is all the copiers are doing it for self-promotion, for lecture gigs, for whatever internal citations or whatever. And you've stayed above the fray of that. You, you've kept it with the original vision of what it was supposed to be. And I love that. All, and now you have thousands of accounts that are, that are really copycats that try to do what you do and try to do carpal art and these weird uh, pseudo pornographic images of, you know, dental stuff. And I, I just, I think it's super refreshing that you're not doing it because you want to get paid for this or you're, you're doing it because you enjoy doing it. You like to educate people. And, and I, I'm sure that this is, you know, sort of the, the anonymity thing is kind of fun and, and all that. I just, I admire what, what you do. How do you feel about, the sort of other side, I don't know if I'd call it the ugly side of dental Instagram, but sort of the self-promotional, egotistical, you know, um, gab fest that it's become with some of the other folks and some of the other big accounts that you see. Uh, I think th that's a tough question. I, I think that, uh, I think I, re I really kind of respect whatever anyone wants to do with the Instagram thing. When I started and then I started seeing some other accounts doing the things that I do and, and, Okay, so I want to separate some people from other people. So you take a guy like PNW OMS who started when I started, who I love Ben. The guy is great. We've become friends because of Instagram. Um, and you take a guy like him, and he's authentically him, right? So he's got his stories. He's got his personality. You know his family. You know what he's driving. You know basically everything about him personally. Oh, and he's also doing the same surgeries that I'm doing as well day to day. So a guy like him, I respect a ton. Initially, when I would see these, like as you call them, copycat sites, I was kind of uh, 
a little angry, a little bothered by it. But, it, you know, I mean, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I, I believe that. I, I love it. I find it funny when I see pictures that look like they're stylized like my pictures. And I got to tell you, even these accounts that are doing what I'm doing, they do like, I don't want to say pay me respect, not like I need respect, but they, they all DM me and they all tell me like, they all give me so much love in the DMs. If you, the stuff that you see in terms of comments on my photos and my stories and all that, that's, that doesn't even scratch the surface of what people say to me day to day. There's a ton of love. So, I mean, whatever. And then like anything else, there are people, there are people in the world who are just all about self-promotion, right? There are plenty of accounts that are dentists, but it's really more about them. You know, they happen to be fortunate to be, let's say, good looking. So they become popular or they happen to be, uh, you know, funny or they have something that's interesting or whatever. Uh, honestly, it none of that stuff bothers me. I think everybody should have whatever kind of success that they want. They, if they can, they're authentically them and they're different. That's the beauty of social media, right? People will follow them. People will, people will be interested and they will grow. If they're boring and copycat, people will know that and they'll never, they'll never turn into anything. I was kind of hoping we could start sort of like an East Coast, West Coast, Biggie Tupac rivalry between <laughs> you and CNW OMS. Right. Maybe where you, you say some stuff, you maybe disrespect a little, and then he fires back with like a, a diss track. I think it should be something. an oral surgery rap battle. Yeah, yeah, we, kind of what I'm looking that. for. We could do that. We have done that. that. That actually, the East Coast, West Coast thing has occurred and probably will be revisited, but... Right now, it's all love, all love and positivity. I mean, there's there's room for everyone, right? But being, no being honest and, um, like you said, giving someone respect, because it does take a lot of time and thought sometimes to put things together, especially when it comes to, like, videotaping an entire procedure in your story. Like, that's not easy to do. Yeah, I mean, I, my whole thing is I, I don't... Um, the things that bother me are literally direct posts that are not given credit. Right? Right. I mean, if I yeah. do, if I do a procedure, specifically my surgeries, if I do a procedure and someone posts it, some like, it's typically a foreign Instagram account. And that's horrible. That wouldn't sound horrible. It's typically an Instagram account that's not local to me. They will post it as their own surgery. And that really bothers me. I'll typically kind of troll them a little bit. I'll write like, you know, it was nice that you posted and you appreciate what I do, but give me some love. But other than those, like if it's a if it's carpool art that I've done, or, I mean, I think that Ben. Actually, I didn't even know that that was a coined phrase. Carpool it is. I think ben, I think Ben. I think Ben uh, coined that. There are a ton of little hashtag things that are out there. There are people. Carpool art. Carpool art. That's good. That's Who would have thought? Who would have thought that in 2019 there would be a thing called carpool art? That's right. Did I over enunciate that like a classic Canadian? Hey, how's my Canadian accent, Josh? Because you've been trying to do it for years. And it's Sounds great, eh? Sounds so good. It's great. <laughs> so, so sorry. Uh, so Instagram is asking some funny questions. Um, any horror stories? I mean, your Instagram looks like a living horror story every single day for the average dentist. Um, any Anything that sticks out in your mind? Horror stories? Yeah, oral surgery horror stories. Hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of that stuff dates back to my residency days, right? So a lot of, you know, major maxillofacial injuries that we were treating, major traumatic injuries are 
are things that we see in training. And a lot of guys who are specialists as I am still are treating. I don't do much of that type of stuff anymore. I mean, you see what I do day to day. That's literally what I do. So, I mean, it's actually partly why you don't necessarily see me all the time. So I don't mean see my face. I mean, sometimes I'll go days, if not longer, without posting because I'm actually in the office doing wisdom teeth, dental implants, bone grafting, apicos, exposures, all that type of stuff day to day. So horror stories, I mean, not worth getting into. Sorry. No, it's all right. Um, someone else wrote, what is the worst case of bleeding? I'm, I'm looking at this person, Jax87A, and it looks like foreign Instagram account. But what do you do when you handle uh, an uncontrolled bleeding where you can't achieve homeostasis? What do, you, what do you suggest as your first step? Well, I think there's a rule that everyone knows. It's just all bleeding stops, right? Just put pressure on it and pack it and pack it and pack it and pray. <laughs> How long, how long have you been practicing? I'm reading these off of the, the questions here. So how I've, I've, been, long I've been practicing. I've been practicing. This, this will probably, most people don't think I am how old I am. Um, I've been practicing. I, I graduated dental school in, uh, I won't say that. I, I figure I've been practicing, let's go between 15 and 20 years. Okay. I mean, you could have been a brainchild and started university when you were 15, so modern day Doogie Howser, right? Yeah, could have been. My, my list here put you at between 35 to 50, based okay. on your shoe collection, watch collection, beverages that you post on your Instagram, and um, the music that you listen to. So those four factors, I created an algorithm that put you somewhere between 35 to 50, which is, I, I think... Well, you're 100%. You're on. <laughs> you are right on target. I'm, I'm looking at what you're wearing today. Is that an Audemars Piquet or a paddock? It's a paddock. Okay. Aquanaut? How can you tell? It just looks like a... Oh, it's watch. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. I'm a watch. I'm a watch. Uh, a, a this is going to sound horrible. A horologist is what they're called. <laughs> exactly. uh, don't don't make any uh, uh, assessments from that. But yeah, um, I'm gonna have to edit that out. I'm a sports. Uh, you know, more of a, a sports watch guy. And so the Aquanaut is the the paddock version of that. It's uh. It's so it's a fifty nine eighty. If you if you want to know, that's the nice. that's the watch. Nice. It's, it's actually the watch I wear, you know, let's it's say 85% yeah. of the time. I love nice. it. It's the best. To me, it's the best. Time Every, to everybody says once you go paddock, the, the movement is so smooth, you never go back. You never go to anything else. Fair to say. That's I why mean, I don't I do. have any paddocks. I, right, because you don't want to go there. I don't want to start that. I, I, uh, I mean, I have, I have a fair number of watches, and I love them. And, uh, you know, to me... What always interested me in the whole timepiece world was the intricacy that goes into yeah, action. that's it, the, the craftsmanship and yeah. and the, the attention to detail that goes into a fine timepiece. Exactly, is exactly. unrivaled. No question. I'm gonna ask you that question: watches or runners for the rest of your life? Which one would you pick? I mean, both of, both of you have this in common, I'm sure. I mean, if you had to choose one of the two, would you go barefoot with a blingy watch, or would you have a an extensive collection of runners. Which I'm a I'm a practical guy. I mean, if it's one or the other, one or the other for the rest of your life. Yeah, I need sneakers. I mean, you need you need you know that no. I mean, you need is to that be is runners Canadian for like any kind of athletic shoe? Is that, you know, that that I was actually 
Like, Wait, little, see, like, I wasn't sure what she was asking yeah. at first. I thought maybe those sweatpants that are a little tight on the end that, that, that you kids today. Those are joggers, at least here. Kids, uh, joggers are joggers, we're right? probably all around the same age. I don't know. What, so what, Irene, quantif- or, or, or further delve into that, what, what do you fine. consider a runner? Any type of athletic shoe? Right. It's like a basketball shoe. Would a Jordan be considered a runner? Yeah. All, all, all athletic footwear would be considered a runner. Why? Do you not say runners? You say sneakers. Yeah, sneakers, tennis shoes, basketball shoes. But no, to tennis shoes or tennis shoes or court shoes. They yeah, but those, you're talking about people who didn't play college tennis. I so. mean, what <laughs> kind of people are those? Horribly out of shape, disgusting people. Fat old um, white guys like no, like me. That was that was the only thing. So you either had tennis shoes. I played for SSU, so you either had tennis shoes or you had you had running shoes, which you ran in because you were running. No. Uh, so personally, I don't run in those in those like fancy sneakers. I'm not doing much running. I'm throwing on my like New Balance or something to go. Like maybe two hours ago, this is factual. I could say this. I'm boasting. I was at the gym. One no. Uh, yeah, that's why I have my yeah. little fancy thing here. Yeah, no, no runners. I'm wearing like I don't know Asics or something like that. I guess that's a runner, not the Yeezys or something. No, but Asics and New Balance—they're they're meant for foot support. They're meant for the impact. They're meant for athletics, right? Yeezys well, I mean, are, are meant yeah. for go- going to the grocery store. They are exactly. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, what's your name, bro? That's uh, not going to get answered today. Mm. Who are you? Not going to get answered today. Um, what's your favorite procedure? Do you have a favorite procedure? Josh has a favorite procedure. It's extracting the cuspid. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was, I was about to have to DM you on Instagram for tips on how to get this fractured cuspid out this afternoon at oh, four forty-five. Ugh, that's how it happens. You know that. That's always uh, fun. If I don't know, my favorite procedure. I, I really, and this is not this is not BS. I, I I love doing all the things that I do. I really do, I, and that's how I focus my practice. I love the wisdom teeth. I, I obviously for me that's 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 what I do all day every day. I happen to really enjoy the exposures. I have found I used to hate exposures, like they were very difficult to control the bleeding, and you know you're kind of upside down in the palate and all that. But I think once you have the right instruments and the technique is down, it flows. I mean, I, I love the exposure. I think that maybe separates me from most of my competition or whatever you want to call it around here. Um, my exposures and then implants. I love implants. I actually, uh, you know, that whole perceptual ability test that, that was part of the DAT, which is part of, you know, the admissions thing. I killed it on that. That was my, like my strongest point. And that's, I see things like that. So the implant placing implants for me is something that I love to do. What's your system? What do you prefer? I uh, primarily use Strauman. Okay, nice. Yeah. Guided, not guided. Where you stand on that? Uh, I don't do a lot of guided. I, I mean, I do a mostly freehand. I've been fortunate that, enough. To, is ahead. that because of your referring docs not giving you adequate guides? No. You want you want to know what it is? It's it's it really speaks to who I am as a person. I'm like a creature of habit. Um, I and then I kind of feel like I do it well. However. I'm not one of these guys who said that the, I mean, I think that guided surgery yields very, very consistently positive and, and reproducible outcomes. So I think guided surgery is it. I think figuring out your digital workflow so right. that it works within the practice. So, right. so part of, part of me, part of who I am is so, uh, I started, I, this is 
I don't know if you're interested in this kind of stuff, but I started, I started my practice from zero. There, there was no practice in existence. I mean, there are practices near me, but my practice did not exist. I started it. I started, it was just me and three other people in terms of my support staff. And we've grown to a number, we have a number of offices and a number of surgeons who work with and for me. And, um, you know, it, the systems and the procedures and, and, and the, the patient experience, which is basically everything, has been pretty consistent over the years. It's evolved, but it's been pretty consistent. So trying to kind of bring the digital workflow, which is this catch term that everybody's using now, to really figure out how to, how to get it done. When does it happen? When are you scanning? During the consult or once the, once the procedure is agreed to by the patient? So I'm trying to figure that out. And when I do, I think I'll scan. I think I'll, I think I'll do many more guided procedures. The onus needs to be on your restorative doctors as well, though. They need to be involved in that process and they actually need to be driving that. It shouldn't have to come from you. Fair. But in my, where I practice, it's, it's kind of inverse like that. I mean, I, I, if I bring to, if I bring the digital workflow to my referring doctors, that'll just be another thing that separates you're us. You're just going to have to tell Michael Appa to step it up and just, you know, he's going to have to be a better referral doctor. That guy's great. That guy's great. I honestly, yeah, I mean, really? Like, let's go to Dubai and, I mean, I'd love it. I really would. He's really built Didn't something Didn't you interview spectacular. him? I'm yeah, sorry? we had him on the show. You, had, you interviewed him on your show. What was he like? He was great. He was super cool. Never met him before, but Lance knew him. Um, so that was kind of our end, but he was very gracious. He doesn't, he, take, he doesn't take many podcast interviews. No, it was, I don't know how Lance, I don't know what things Lance had to do to get this interview, but <laughs> it was great. That's and so he awesome. answered Reddit questions. So, you know, we, he, he, he did our show. He didn't, you know, he didn't just want to be interviewed and talk about how great he was. He did the show and he answered questions and, and it was great. It was really cool. I'm happy to answer questions. I don't need to just talk about how great I am, by the way, you know. Not that I'm Michael Apple. We're, we're answering your questions. We're, we're, you're answering it. So yeah. someone asked why you decided to become an oral surgeon. And this person uh, is a dental student. So actually, I'll give you like a little history. I, was, I, was, I went to dental school at NYU, and I was focused very early on without having much guidance as just being like, I didn't know just being, but I wanted to be either a cosmetic dentist. I had no clue what these things meant, but I wanted to be either a cosmetic dentist or an orthodontist. That's when I went to dental school, that was my focus. And then very, very early on, I found myself in the basement, which was the oral surgery clinic at NYU. And I was just totally enamored. And I, I, I fell in love with it. I felt, I found out that I had an aptitude. And then by third year in dental school, I mean, I was in this honors program, this and that, but I was by third year in dental school, I was kind of like the de facto oral surgeon for the clinic. So not everyone wanted to take teeth out. I would take all the teeth out. I did my like minimum requirements for my crowns and my dentures. Who could set teeth and wax things up? Not my style. So I found that I really loved just exodontia. I, I still didn't know that oral maxillofacial surgery was anything more than really taking out teeth. And then I thankfully, I, I went to residency. I, I went straight. I went undergrad dental school residency, four-year residency program. And uh, so I, I just, when you say four-year residency program, uh, so you're a single degree. Single degree. But yes. you did, so did, here in Texas, most of the programs, at least in Texas now, are dual degrees. So talk to me a little bit about what those four years look like for a resident as far as what you're doing. and. So, so first year of residency, it's just a lot of clinic duties. It's, a, it's really a lot, well, during the day. It's a lot of clinic duty. 
uh, and where I trained was the very inner city, and it was a lot of patients who had significant need, and we took out, I don't know, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating, 100 teeth a day or something crazy like that. Wow. So your hand skills and, and your ability to treat patients is, is something that you really, you really kind of learn that first year. And then just learning how to be a doctor, a resident, right? So you're in the hospital. Every third night you're sleeping in the hospital and you're doing a lot of work for your senior residents and your attendings on their patients who are in the hospital. We covered, I think, four or five hospitals at the time. And we were doing, you know, you have to follow up on labs and you have to, you just have to do a lot of work in the hospital. Second year is a lot of rotations. It was general surgery, anesthesia, uh, we did plastics and we and ENT and we, we you kind of get kind of a broad base of medicine and surgery. So I covered me myself covered the surgical ICU in a small hospital, basically alone for two months. I mean, on the nights I was there, I was the guy doing it. So two two years late earlier, I was a dental student, and now I'm in this SICU, kind of. I mean, more or less figuring it out. You know, you learn. That's what residency yeah. is. So you you basically did a dual degree program just without like the the MD. Well, so, so that's, that's a that's the whole thing, right? So you take guys who. So I went to NYU, different than like guys who went to Columbia, let's say. So uh, surgeons who were dental students at Columbia and then went on to do dual degree programs. I'm using Columbia as an example. Many places are like this. The Columbia dental students are actually in the classes with the medical students, right? So they are going through the medical curriculum, and then they go and they do it again. So the one thing that I think that I didn't get is they do a full year of general surgery. I didn't do a full year of general surgery. It was just six months. And, uh, and, but for me, for what I knew I wanted to do, it was perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. If I were a guy who was interested in academics or being fellowship-trained, that, that, which is part of the beauty of oral maxillofacial surgery, which, by the way, I think is the best specialty in medicine or dentistry, period. Um, and if I really wanted to do more, if I really wanted to do more, I would have absolutely done the MD. But this, for me, for what I want to do, for what right. I do do, this is perfect. I think it's such a huge... That was one of the questions, too. So like someone wanted to know what your, yeah. what your career path was and how it started through school. So I guess the six-year dual degree program is just such a, it's just such a beating. Doesn't NYU have a DDSMD program, too? Uh, so NYU's oral maxillofacial surgery program is a dual degree program. Oh, okay. So, but I didn't train at NYU. I, right. I, I trained elsewhere. Gotcha. Cool. Do you have any questions, Sure. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about your recording rig because I write for dental economics and so I have, you know, stuff that they want restorative procedures that they want recorded and recording dentistry is really freaking hard. It's not an easy thing to do. Your stuff is all from approximately the same angle and approximately the same F-stop. It's very uniform. It's very well done. How do you do it? It's Nana. It's all Nana. Who's so. Nana? Nana is, well, she's now runs the front of one of my offices, but she started out as an assistant and it's so honestly, there's nothing to it. And do you use really a camera? Nice. Do you use a phone? What do I you use, use my iPhone. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I use, I mean, they shoot in 4k yeah. now, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I put it up on the best setting or whatever, but I mean, literally my phone is in my chest pocket and my scrubs. And then sometimes I'll patient will be there. I'll call Nana from the, 
from the hallway. I'll be like, come in. She's annoyed hey, with me. Hey, Nana. Hey, Nana. No, she gets. I mean, like that's, that's, that sounds like a cat call. Right. <laughs> you know. she, I try to be somewhat professional about it. And she'll come in. She's, she's never happy to do it. Do you it. get patients to sign like a release form? Or how does, yeah. does that, well, so how, again, is if that you, like a part of your onboarding? Your patient like, calls, like signs yeah. like you will be on the internet at some point in your life? They sign something that says uh, that their likeness will be could be used in blah 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 blah. It's all legal stuff, and uh, and they they sign it. And if you look at my stuff, there are, with the exception of a very 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 few maybe accidents, there are there no, patient no, no patient information yeah. ever. You know, it's all it's all bloody teeth. Yeah. Well, shouts to Nana because she she's really good and she always has the same angle. It's very consistent and it's done very well. And for somebody who looks at and takes a lot of, of dental photographs, that consistency from shot to shot is really to me the mark of someone who knows what they're doing. And when I look at your stuff, it's all same angle, same depth. Everything is is uniform, and I think that's awesome. So yeah, whatever. I appreciate that. If you could if you could give me a heads up, I, you know what I want? I want a head camera you need the camera that i just got yesterday did you see I my video i didn't I so didn't know. designs for vision unsponsored sent me um their hd nano cam with three different uh magnifications a 2.5 a 3.5 and a wide i mean you need that and it's foot pedal activated so you can press on you can mute it you can do stills and then you can record um video clips and it, it goes directly it, to a um whatever device you wanted to go to. Here's my question about that. Here's my, uh, my concern about any head camera that I've ever seen used or tried. Your head moves, yeah. right? So yeah. this, you need to- It has an internal stabilization. I haven't used it yet. Literally, I unboxed it yesterday. Right. Got it yesterday. It has some form of internal stabilization. I mean, is it better than hoisting a GoPro Hero 6 to your head? I don't know. Maybe I should try that and let you know how it goes. But I'm sure the quality is pretty good. I'm sure it is. you're editing too. So if you move your head away to grab another instrument, you just right. that clip out. But so, you know what, that's, that's another weakness of mine. That's a problem. And I think a limiting it's factor in, in my account. No, in my account is because again, I'm, I'm actually practicing and running and doing yeah. this and that. Yeah, you don't have the I don't time. have the, I don't really don't. And then, again, I'm not trying to be, you know, it's just, I don't want the edited stuff. Don't edit it. Right. Yeah. It's never edited. It's what the whole deal is. It's never edited. It's yeah. Never that's edited. to me. The attraction is the fact that right. it's real and that you are a practicing oral surgeon that sees 40 patients a day, not somebody who does two or three consults a day and does one procedure. That's right. not real life right. to me. So that's, right. I like the gorilla approach. No, I like that. I'll so what that. about the GoPro situation? Cause that can link to your phone. Like I edit my travel videos through a GoPro. Again, I could do that, but who but I am. But you get your phone. Like, what's the point at this point? Like, you, you, you're obviously doing something well. I don't know. Who right. I am as a human is I'm like a doer. I'm, a, I, I, I'm not. That's partly why maybe I have such hesitation in terms of going into that digital workflow thing, because I'd rather patient comes in, they need an implant in tooth number five. I'm going to put the implant in tooth number five. It's going to come out exactly where it needs to come out, and it's going to be restored, and it's going to be great for me to like. Intraoral scan and then well always a CBCT but intraoral scan and then take the files and send them to here and then plan it and it that's too much for my brain my brain is like I see something I want to fix it and move on that's who I am as a person so you know that's why that's 
GoPros I love, but I have my buddy who's on every trip with me. Guy GoPros everything. He has a montage at every party that we're at, and I love the guy. He's the best ever. He's the best person you need to travel to hire with. Him to come into your practice. I, I mean, do well. Like Doctor Doctor Rubenstein's crew. He's got a whole video. He's got more video crews than he does actual dental crews. Yeah, I uh, hires more videographers than he does assistants and associates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Might edit that part out. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're fair enough. We're, we can talk all about that. We're, if you close, we're closing out. Um, there's one question that I've left till the very end because I think it should have been a question more geared to the working interferences podcast as opposed to the tooth or dare podcast. Maybe a few that I've left out, like is he single? No, he's not. All a little inappropriate things, but this one I thought just kind of stood out because it's it wasn't thought through. I think or the person that sent the question didn't know their audience very well. Um, so the question is, boxers or briefs on a surgical day? Don't even answer it. I mean, this person clearly did not know that every single day for you is a surgical day. You know, it's beautifully said, and well, uh, yes. So for me, I go with those like tight, because under- You don't have to answer, you don't I'm have to tell you, I don't have any problem with it. I have no problem with it. What when I'm surgery? I'm talking about. Okay, wait. Before we get into surgery, hold on. Okay. Let's argue whether this is makes a. I'm a a female. We don't think this is a thing for us. And if it is, please DM me and tell me otherwise, because I might be wearing the wrong underwear. Um, Is this a thing? Like, should you be preparing for a surgical day differently? Like today, Josh, you knew we were taking out a a tooth. Yeah. This morning, wake up and be like, no, no, no. I can't wear those. It's a surgical. Yeah. No, so I have, so, I have thoughts on this. Um, I don't wear scrubs. And I don't wear s- scrubs don't leave a lot to the imagination. And so I feel like more support is needed if you're wearing scrub pants than if you were wearing. Really? Yeah. I, I, at least I feel. Now, I, I have one kind that I like, and I don't mind talking about it. It's boxer briefs, which yes, was like an option they didn't give, yeah, yeah. ironically. Um, but yeah, you need so you need some support, and you need, um, yeah, you need some uh, some of that you know like lycra spandex to uh, you know to. Uh, All right, I think, I think we get keep the it. funk from from happening. It's summertime; it's warm outside. You know, <laughs> sweating when you break off that canine, and and you know it's a patient on Plavix. You know, oh no, not the Plavix. All right, okay. I think I think we've exhausted. And I, he agrees. Yeah, I agree. you agree. That's exactly where I was going. Which you like Tommy John or MeUndies? What do you it's like? Tommy, Tommy John, 100%. Tommy John's great. Tommy, Tommy John's John, great. The best. The best ever. They actually, uh, Irene, Tommy John does make, um, does make women's underwear now. I know they do. Which is why I was shaking my head. But I, usually the, the males are outnumbered on this podcast because Whitney and I are this, the two females to one. So most of the time we don't have these conversations because then it would be like the massage oh, is on the other side, right? This conversation. Yeah, so this is very much working interferences. Yeah. All right, so the, there is to answer your question um, on the the selection of the undergarment attire for the day. Yeah, that's that's great. So in conclusion, I have decided that you need to be the next voice of the next March of the Penguins um, or any of the Planet Earth videos. You okay. should probably send an email to Morgan Freeman and tell him that you know, he's fired. Yeah. I got you, Morgan. I got, I'm your replacement. Also, James Earl Jones, take a hike. Yeah. 
any of the cartoon movies or videos that uh, Kevin Michael Richardson does, you need to replace them for that too. I, you know what, I, I find my voice to be unbelievably and unmistakably irritating and like... like Someone asked that, is it real? Is your voice real? They thought that you use like a, a voice enhancer or <laughs> what would you even call that? Um, what is that thing called? Uh, I don't know, modulator, like voice modulator. modulator. Yeah, modulator modul Every kidnap movie has the guy who talks right. to and calls the family or whatever. Yeah. By the way, the, your, what you're sounding like is beautiful. I mean, like the voice, the microphone, the head, you guys have this all down pat. I got I think I need some sort of like large microphone or something like that. I mean, are is you going to do more of these podcasts? We're welcome you back anytime, but. I don't know. I don't know. How'd I do? Josh has a fancy setup. I just have a little, little mic with a blue light on it. Yeah, you're great. You're yeah, you're you're uh, you're awesome. I, I love the voice. I don't think any of those like kidnap movies, voice modulators, it's more, normally more of an electronic type of, of tone. They don't have, you know, uh, uh, northeastern, you know, Jersey type, you know, slash New it York. Is like a, like a Russian thick Eastern accent. Eastern, like my mother's accent is probably like, I'm, I'm coming for your canine. Like it's like that. So, right. Wow, I mean, that scared yeah, the hell out of me. That was nice. <laughs> That was nice. My mom actually called while we were while we were recording. I should have put her on speakerphone. She would have asked you a couple of questions too. Do you have any piece of advice for anyone out there that wants to go into oral surgery? Do it. Follow your passion. It's the best thing in the world. Awesome. Cool. I don't know if you know that the reason that we're called Tooth or Dare podcast is because we close the show with a tooth or a dare. Okay. Did you know it? Did I tell you I, this? I, I didn't, didn't know. know. I didn't know. So usually the way that works is the first time we're doing it without Whitney. Um, Whitney and I do a visually impaired version of rock, paper, scissors. Whoever the loser is goes up against the guest. At this point, we have two guests. So I don't know how this is going to run. I didn't no, know. I'm, I'm Whitney today. You're Whitney today? Yeah, I'll be Whitney. Oh, okay. So Josh and I will go rock, paper, scissors. The loser goes up against you. Hold on. You, you can either accept a tooth or a dare or you can dish out the tooth or a dare so you can think about it and see who wins ready do we do one two three draw no you say rock paper scissors and then whatever the thing is okay all right all right ready rock, rock paper, paper scissors scissors, scissors. Oh, i did scissors too okay ready again rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors paper. rock oh you got me Okay, so you get to choose between giving Josh a tooth or a dare. Or oh no, God. sorry, Josh. I'm not prepared for this. Um, I'll take a truth or a tooth. A truth or a, to a tooth. Okay, the Peloton right behind your shoulder. Yeah. When was the last time you were on it? Um, what is? Let me look at my calendar. I can tell you. Because I have the Peloton treadmill as well, so we're not counting the treadmill. Ooh, we're just counting no. the bike. Just that bike. Just that bike. Where is my calendar? Um, one, two, three days ago, Friday the twelfth. That's impressive. That's so good. Actually use it not as often as I would like. The treadmill is, is nice. Um, it's expensive, but it's nice, and it it the the belt is huge, thick rubber, like tire grade rubber. So the entire room that it smells in smells like a, a tire store. So <laughs> if you ever get one, just be careful. Like don't put it next to your bed because it What's will smell. What's that table back there? Is that a ping pong table or is it one of those? Um, Reformers. Oh, just like a desk, just oh. a, a normal desk. So it's not a fitness room. It's just... No, it's uh, the only thing in here that's fitness related is the Peloton. Yeah, you should have taken a dare. I would have dared you to ride that Peloton bike. Oh, uh, so much better. So much of a better move. Your entire next podcast, all of the audio really recording 
off of the bike. I, you would just hear me panting and sweating the whole time. There's the, the instructors on this bike just give me so much uh, anxiety because they are they're so fit and they are pedaling hard and I'm dying and they are able to hold a full conversation without even breathing hard. And it just is, is maddening to watch these little skinny waif models just house me in, in the output and still have no shortness of breath. Well, that was cool. He was awesome. Did you know what you were getting into when you signed up for this? I had no idea. I mean, it was, he was, you never know when you have a guest on, you know, how, you know, how quick they're going to be or how much they're going to be willing to share. And, you know, this guy, he's pretty private and he shared a lot about himself. I think that was awesome. Yeah, you're right. I guess I didn't think of it that way. He really did share a lot more than, uh. Than yeah, I, expect. No, I didn't really know what to expect great. when we came into this. We were toying with the idea of him coming out and telling everyone who he was. And everyone kind of had this expectation that as soon as he hit 100K that uh, he would come out no, and great. tell and everyone I, his name. So I yeah. have to tell you, a little bit of a man crush now. No way. Really? Bit. Yeah, the watches, How the shoes. <sighs> I knew that when I asked you to do this that I asked you this for a reason because... You and he have a lot in common. I mean, from a scale of the bald guy from Princess Bride that says inconceivable. <laughs> inconceivable. All the way up. No, all the way was. up to, like, that's zero on the scale of man crush. And then 10 on the scale of man crush would be like. Appa? Yeah. Man crush. And yeah, Appa. or like, you know, Brad Pitt, somebody like that, George Clooney, really? something Brad like that. Pitt? Yeah, I mean, Clooney, I, yes. You know, somebody who's ripped and rich and has everything they want. I'd say it's like an eight. The like, two you know, if, if If the Wallace Shaw, the inconceivable guy, and Brad Pitt are on, on other sides of the spectrum, I think he's way on the side of Brad Pitt as opposed to Wallace Shaw. It'd be cool to see him in real life. He was saying something about DIA, so I wonder if he's actually. Yeah, or if he like, and if he does, is he going to wear a hood? You know, is he is he going to have some sort of Mister X thing? Full face hoodies, the one with the zip up that goes all the way to the front. I don't know what those are called, but they were in a while ago. To me, that's like a Carmelo Anthony hoodie, but that's a sports reference that you may not. Have. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. Urban Kids okay. created this thing. Okay. I'm sure there's a street name for it somewhere. We should get him to wear one of those and have a tooth in the front yeah. that's kind of see-through, you know, like Batman. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no. He's the Batman of dentistry. Basically, he is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much awesome. for being thank here. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Whitney appreciates it, and our listeners appreciate it. This was fun. So thanks so much. Where can people find you if they want to Oh, hey, if they want to reach up? out, uh, Working Interferences Podcast iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick uh, Working Interferences. Um, also, uh, Instagram, uh, which I did take a week off of Instagram, which was really nice. It was like a vacation. It was good. But I'm back. Uh, Joshua Austin DDS is my handle there. So easy to find. Awesome. 
And if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Instagram at toothordare.podcast. You can find me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. And you can find Whitney at Teeth Talk Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and on her awesome um, YouTube channel. So until next time, as Whitney says it, peace, love, and teeth.